0: This is the No Flamingo Hockey Podcast brought to you by Shinny & Co. We're your hosts, Cal Wild, T-Bone, and producer Danny.
1: All right, boys, here we go. Another episode, No Flamingo Hockey Podcast brought to you as always by our good friends over at Shinny & Co. Go check the boys out, all social media at Shinny & Co. And let's uh let's get into it. We got an amazing episode today, and we want to go around the table and uh connect with the boys, see how everybody's doing. Let's start with everybody's smart tech savvy new dad. It's uh producer Danny. Danny, how are we doing, buddy? I'm doing good, buddy. How's it going? Oh, doing great, man. Doing great, hanging in there. What's uh, what's new and exciting in your life here, pal?
0: You know what? Uh, I gotta tell you, we uh we had a bit of a, a moment at the local Costco the other day. Ooh. Um we were just perusing. And this is like baby's one of baby's first adventures out. So she's, she's passed out. We're going in. I don't have a very big car. I don't have an SUV. I've got like a four door sedan. It's like my little thing. I love it. My friend's like, dude, you need to get an SUV. You got a kid now. And I was like, nah, I'll be fine. <laughs> um, so then we get to the local Costco and we're, we're rolling through, you know, Costco, you go in expecting to spend 20 bucks and you spend 2000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wow. turned the corner and lo and behold, there's a, uh, a hockey net, one of those hockey full size regulation hockey net with the guards on both sides, the net at the top, so you're not shooting out the neighbor's window. Sick. And I <laughs> used to have one of these and I had to have it. And without even thinking, I was, I was like, I'm buying this. So you, we did, were, you bought it, you picked it up. I picked it up. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Rolled, we, we, we grabbed a whole bunch of other shit, spent a couple hundred bucks when we we're going in there to buy, literally, we were going there to buy sandwich things like lunch. <laughs> And I'm like, fucking, I'm buying this hockey net. So we roll out to the parking lot and I'm starting to fill everything in. You know, babies, the strollers in, the baby's got a, in inner seat. You know, my wife's sitting in the back and I'm just trying to, and I'm like, just sit down. I'll take care of it. I'll put everything in. Confident. And I was out there for like 15 minutes trying to get this net inside the car. And it was, I was like, it was not going in. And then luckily I finally figured out that because my wife is sitting in the back right now. We we took off the headrest of the passenger seat, yeah. and I just barely fit the box in the passenger seat and drove it home with that thing next to me and the baby right behind it. Dude, that's huge. That's does it come with like the shooter tutor thing,
1: like the fake goalie with the holes and all that? Yeah, yeah,
0: it's got like yeah. the it's got Team the five Canada. holes. Team Canada. Yeah, it's got like the goalie's one Team Canada crest. Oh, man, it's uh it's sick. Can't wait to set it up for next year. Get my baby going, <laughs> dude. So now so now what you do? You get the tripod. You set it up. You want to see some
1: like slow-mos of the snapper. The clappers. We want to see everything, okay? And you got to give us some uh, progress updates. And when, whenever I'm allowed to come to your house, you let me know. I'll be there ripping shots in the driveway. And uh, oh yeah, guard or no guard, windows beware when <laughs> T-bones winding up for claps. If so it hits th- a rock and gets off the ground, shit's gonna happen.
0: Oh yeah, I've got a perfect place uh, at the side of my house. There's just like enough room to set up that net. That's where I want to put the odr next year we'll see what happens but uh, i don't know Sick. we'll see some uh, no flamingo hockey content there maybe oh, yeah. uh coming soon things are moving
1: and shaking we, we connect with the boys over at shinny and co we get the uh, we get the center ice logo for the backdoor odr there oh, next yeah. year we're laughing that's unreal great update danny love it buddy um let's flip it over other side of the virtual table here we got uh, actually a very distinguished guest here today it's uh the two-time CHL Man of the Year award winner, multiple team captain, legendary player. It's Cal Wild. Cal, how the hell are you, buddy?
2: I'm doing good, T-Bone. Uh, before we go any further, uh, I'm going to just correct you there. It's one-time CHL Man of the Year, okay? yes. followed by back-to-back ECHL, the League's Amalgamated Community Service Award. Um, yeah, so league wide. Both league wide just both league wide distinguished awards absolutely. Um one thing I will correct you on, I don't think they were because I was a great player. <laughs> so I think it was for some of the other stuff uh in combination with uh with the playing and the leadership and stuff. But, you know what? Um yeah, those are uh, some pretty uh, distinguished uh, awards that I took a lot of pride in, so I appreciate that shout out, but I'm doing good, man. Um, I was fortunate to get on the ODRs this actually past weekend myself. Um, Oh yeah. yeah, I was able to put both the, get the kids down or help get the kids down and then uh, jet out for a bit. Feet were freezing, but no, it's just nothing like breathing that fresh air and ripping up the ice, man. So it was, it was a, it was a time.
1: Oh, that's unreal. That's amazing, buddy. And uh, yeah, I, I've yet to get out. I've yet to get out. I certainly, uh, I certainly plan on doing so. Uh, we're getting out there showing the locals what's what in the old East end of Toronto here just hasn't really happened yet. Um, I don't want to go too much further without uh, sort of stopping on that. What is this CHL man of the year? So what exactly, Like, how, how the hell do you win that? Like give us a little rundown on that pal.
2: Yeah. So uh, I guess as my career kind of went on, I, I, took a lot of enjoyment in doing stuff beyond just playing hockey, going to the rink and, you know, doing that as our job. I I tried to get involved in the various communities that I was a part of, um, give back in various ways. Uh, so the first year in Brampton, um, yeah, the CHL man of the year award presented to a person that combines leadership with community service. I, I think I, that year, I probably had over 200 plus community service hours, um, joined up with so many different initiatives. Um, juvenile diabetes, cancer care, uh, autism, um, autism speaks like just so many different great initiatives. It was awesome to meet people and, and just kind of get connected that way. Uh, that kind of grew into the next year where I started, a, a like a personal foundation called Cal's pals and, uh, it grew. We started giving away tickets to games and, and helping people that couldn't get to the games come and enjoy time. And then, uh, we would always set up like, uh, game nights, pizza nights, uh, yeah. On ice stuff, uh, street hockey, various events to kind of just, you know, uh, yeah, take take kind of the athlete platform and, and find a way to do more. Right. So it was, uh, it was pretty awesome. I, I, we were joking before. I, we will share a video, but it starts, it was, it was pretty big. Um, well, I guess it, it was as big as it could be at the time. Um, but, but the local, not the local, not CTV news. So pretty big. Yeah, that's you know, pretty we, good. Yeah. CTV is pretty good. All right. They, they came on, they, they uh, made an announcement, did a little presentation uh, a little blurb and I think they, they started off, I think it's cut off the clip, honestly, but they started off by essentially comparing me to Dion for the captain of the Leafs at the time <laughs> and said, uh, I, I want to, uh, I may be making this up, but it basically said not good enough to make the NHL, but, but had the, had the qualities to, to, to possibly be there. Maybe I'm pumping my own tires, but Dude,
1: that's, a, you got to say all. that with more conviction. You got to say, and, and, you know, not for nothing, who was interviewing you. It was the one and only Sunil Joshi. Yeah. I an absolute legend. He used to rip the, uh, Easter stripped the morning loop on sports center back in the day. It might've been like sports desk back in the day when they, it was like Farhan Lalji, Sunil yeah. Joshi, all these guys out in like uh BC and apparently your best boys with them. So that's pretty cool. mean <laughs> we get him on the pod have a, have a little catch up with our boy Sunil. See what's up.
2: Absolutely. No, something I'm super proud of, man. Honestly, uh, again, just continues all these, all the times we get to share and chat just brings back all these times and uh, some pretty awesome times in my life. So yeah, that's, that's sick. man. That's, that's amazing, sick. buddy.
1: Yeah. No, but yeah, you're, you're a good guy. Danny's like, uh, you know, ripping dollar hot dogs at Costco and leaving his kid out in the cold. So he can stuff a hockey net in his car, but you're just winning humanitarian awards. You know, no, no big deal. Not everyone can uh, be pulling down those. I don't have any either. Don't get me wrong. I'm not winning any humanitarian awards. They don't give them to smart asses. Don't no, you were with that. me at the Costco with the hot dogs. <laughs> I was working. That was my weekend. Shift, <laughs> yeah. <okay>? You know, <laughs> A lot has happened in the pandemic and I'm not the only one to pick up the coveted 12 to 12 shift at Costco on the weekend. So no judgment, please. Uh, yeah. Nothing, uh, nothing too new for me here, boys. Kind of a kind of your standard week had an amazing time uh, with our last guest. And I think that uh, she just opened so many really, really cool doors for us. As we talked about, you know, we were fortunate enough to uh, to connect with our first female guest, which was super, super important for us. Not our last. We've got some other interviews in the bank and lined up that we're excited about. Um, But yeah, it it really gets us into the vibe of talking about, uh, you know, women's hockey, women in the sport, and no better time to do it than right now. We're recording this uh, Tuesday night. So earlier today, Canada put a nice, uh, a pretty decisive uh, victory over their uh, American counterparts there. So nice to see Canada get the win over the States. The women's hockey is just tip top at the Olympics. Really can't beat it. And, uh, we were fortunate enough to connect with somebody who's super close to that world. Um, it's Britt Howard and she was absolutely fantastic to chat with. Um, has got a lot of those same experiences. She's got just a storied college career in the States, um, and was part of that showcase going on with team Canada, you know, teammates with Mary Philippe Boulin and some others. Are you Are going to recognize some of the ladies who are over in Beijing, just carving it up right now. Um, so she was a whole hell of a lot of fun to chat with, uh, Cal, what what were your thoughts uh connecting with brett what's the feedback been and and what were your sort of thoughts after that uh interview
2: oh just such a fun personality honestly it was that the hour we spent together was it was awesome to kind of you know you're i'm definitely aware of the women's game but to kind of help educate us a little bit more i think we can confidently say we have you know some girl dads on this uh on this part you know hosting this podcast and it was it was it was very, not so much informative, but she, she, uh, you know, helped kind of explain and explain the different paths and and why she made the choices she did. And, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think what's, it's awesome because like you said, the the girls game is growing at a rapid rate and you really hope that that continues and to be kind of a part of that movement, you know, really push for that, uh, that evolution. It's, it's a long time. It's, it's over, it's overdue and it's, uh, It's right that, you know, the the women's game and and these incredible athletes get the same recognition, right? So it was. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, just like what awesome story she had too, right? like uh, we dug in on She's a jokester. She's a prankster. Like she had that she had that unreal line. We said, like, what kind of player are you out there? And she's like, I like to be a rash. (laughs)
0: right right. Right. not a rat
1: like not like a rat eating cheese but like a rash just like get the fuck off me right so i think that gives you a really good insight into the type of player that she is and the personality really certainly matched up especially no spoilers here but especially when she started getting into some of the chirps and some of the uh behind the scenes stuff how to get into the heads of the opponent um yeah i was i was laughing
2: my ass off on that so that was uh that, that was for, a lot of fun. And sorry to people, but for all that fire, like she was, or sorry, is like, she is a very gifted and skilled player. You know what I mean? Setting records. And if you look into her career, you know, I, I don't think we really touched the stats enough, um, but mm-hmm. it's, it's phenomenal, right? Something she should be so proud of.
1: Yeah, I agree. Fully agree. And just what she's up to today, you know, we'll, we'll leave it for the interview so you can hear it straight, uh, straight from Brit herself, but what she's up to, how she's still involved in the game. Um, super, super busy woman and uh, just an advocate for all things uh, advancement in the game. So yeah, what an honor, what an amazing time hanging out with her. Um, really did love that. What do you say, boys, you want to throw over uh, to the one and only
2: Brit Howard. Oh yeah. I think the women's game is not, we're not totally versed in it. You know what I mean? So yep, like sure. mainly the, like the, the leagues and the stuff like that and the opportunities and, and all that stuff. I mean, I'm from Winnipeg and it's a lot different there for, I know the the women playing
0: that yeah. come
2: from there versus, you know, Ontario and, and like the recruitment and all that stuff. So yep. um, yeah, like our intent is just, I'm excited. I think, I think Taylor didn't, I don't know if he told you or not, but we're all girl dads, recent girl dads and like, um, I think we're all huge hockey fans and like just the growth of the girls games, phenomenal. And we're just, mm-hmm. yeah, we're excited to be kind of a part of that, that movement. Right. So um, awesome. yeah, the intent is to learn if you, anything you can educate us, we're excited about that as well. So awesome. Well, yeah. I'm
3: hoping for your daughters, the games elevated even more. That's Absolutely. the
2: goal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Tell, and
1: yeah, like if we say something that's not right, be like, actually like call us out. Cause we want to know, yeah. we want the, we want yeah. our fans listening to know exactly what's up. I mean, we don't want to, misrepresent in any way.
3: Yep. Sounds good.
1: Sweet. All right. Well, let's jump in. We got the lady of the hour. We did it. We promised everybody we were going to get some female hockey fans, players, everything involved. And it's happened. We've got her. Britt Howard. Britt, how the hell are you?
3: Pretty good. Nice to meet you guys. Excited to be here.
1: Absolutely. The pleasure is all ours. And uh, yeah, you know, 20 years from now, when this is the biggest podcast ever, uh, hockey podcast ever, you'll be able to say first female player on here. And, uh, we, we absolutely appreciate it. We got to give a quick, uh, thank you again, and shout out to our pal Robbie shrimp. He uh, made the introduction here. Absolutely appreciate that. Maybe that's a great place to start. How do you and uh, Robbie know each other and what's the relationship there?
3: So I actually funny story grew up. So I am from St. Thomas. So just around the corner from obviously London watching the London Knights was our team. So I as a young bean, I was watching him with the London Knights and, Oh, my God. That power play was insane. But um, I actually got introduced through um, Danny Servrette because he's uh, still back in London. And then he connected me with uh, Shrimp uh, through 44 Vision. So I worked for his platform on 44 Vision, doing some of the video um, pieces, instruction and coaching, stuff like that.
1: Nice. Nice. And yeah, we, we kind of knew that, but we wanted to tee it up and have you sort of explain it a little bit more. So that's cool.
0: Right. Yeah. My, the
1: f- first thing I was wondering is when you, when you get hanging out with the Robbie shrimp, like how long does it take him to be like, Oh, Hey, by the way, check this out and start doing like the lacrosse with the puck and doing that thing. Is that yeah, like actually on?
3: only, it's only been through a couple zooms. So <laughs> oh, he hasn't, he hasn't got that. I haven't got that advanced yet. Yeah
1: ah uh, the still time there's still time absolutely he's, he's
3: got to teach me the sauce pass what do you mean like
1: <laughs> yeah exactly i think these guys tried to teach me that it didn't work out too well um let's jump back we want to kind of start towards the beginning you mentioned when you were a young bean watching the uh, the knights do their thing carving up uh anyone who was unfortunate enough to come through london talk to us about kind of how you get into playing hockey what that looks like at the beginning were you focus like always playing against other girls were you in mixed league we'd love to hear all about kind of how this got started for you
3: Right. So I'm from St. Thomas, so a smaller town just outside of London. So I actually started, I have a twin brother. So I started playing, um, it it was called Tim Horton's like peanut. So started playing there. Uh, it was mixed. So played both, uh, girls and guys, but I had an older sister. So in Adam, I actually played up with her. So I went girls almost right off the go. It went peanut right to Adam. And then was girls ever since bounced around through a, a couple small organizations, St. Thomas, Belmont, Port stanley but then found my way to london obviously they have the tier one program the AA program so went there all the way through and then ended up uh was able lucky enough to play junior my first year so for um it's called the pwhl and so it's the league that a lot of recruitment and scouts look at for ncaa scholarships. so as a first year i was actually lucky because i tore my acl in grade nine and so only played 12 games was able to jump on a team for london we had a really young team so i was able to crack that roster and then that kind of led to my recruitment process and then i ended up at robert morris university from there.
2: So what's, uh, just to jump in there, what's the, uh, the age group for the junior league?
3: So it's grade 10 to 12. So, but you can go all the way till you are, I think 20 might be 21 actually. So it's about 16 to 21.
2: Okay. And so, so you went to a pretty
3: heavy age group. So a lot of great tens. If you're in the GTA area, uh, if you're able to crack as a rookie, it's an awesome opportunity because there's not many around the league. So recruitment wise, you just get seen by so many more sc- schools and coaches and stuff. You have that opportunity. But smaller area, I was lucky a lot, graduated, and then I was able to jump on that team. So there was, I think, uh, six of us as rookies. We were a really young team, but uh, we grew together. And so it was awesome.
2: And so is that like a geographical located division or like loop that you guys are playing in, or is it showcase tournaments? Like, how does that, honestly, I, I'm, I don't know. So I'm, I'm For sure. Very- so
3: it would be like a 75 game season, seven oh, tournaments, so okay. heavy schedule practice.
1: Not bad, not bad. So
3: now they would actually practice more. They'd practice three times a week. We practiced twice, played two games and then tournaments. You could go in as many tournaments in North America. So we'd go in about seven and um yeah, it was awesome experience. We had teams all the way from Ottawa, Nepean, Kingston, and then all the way to Windsor. So it's GTA heavy focus, but there's teams all over Ontario. And even like they get a lot of players from like Thunder Bay that will bill it in Toronto and like teams like Etobicoke, um, Toronto, side, things like that. So it really is the Premier League coming out of Ontario for recruitment and scouting purposes.
2: And, and so with that, that f- Fork in the road, I guess you can say. I, I'm a sizzler guy, you know, the old new sports. That's where I, I grew up. Okay. So you were thinking college the whole time, US college, like that's where you wanted to go.
3: Yeah. So that was definitely the goal. I actually had an older cousin. She was four years older than me, and she went on a division one golf scholarship played hockey all the way through, played in the same league. She played for blue water. So a team out of Strathroy. And so she was a hockey player, chose to go the golf route. So I kind of always like was able to watch her. She was double (laughs) a all the way through. Yeah, she got a little bit warmer weather for sure, but um, I don't know. Their training schedule's not ideal. Thirty-six holes—that's a grind. Oh, that's
1: not fun for. Uh, after a few times, you're getting a little sick of that. Well, maybe yeah, not exactly. if
3: you're good with at golf. The, with the school schedule, oh, that would be tough. But mm, yeah, yes. so she—I kind of just followed in her footsteps. Always got to watch her growing up, and then that's kind of led to always being a little bit more focused on Division One, going stateside rather than staying in Canada.
2: Yeah, for sure. So why? I mean recruitment trips, campus visits is what happened there. Anything So Kelly Patton,
3: actually a girl, uh, she was a coach. She came to, when she graduated, she came and worked at total package hockey. So with Dwayne blaze and Kevin Golnaro. So, and they actually work for, so Dwayne works for Washington as their skills coach. So he, um, so she came and worked for that program and she kind of was like my mentor in the recruitment process. So she was like, go visit schools, So I just did unofficial visits. I went to Mercyhurst, Robert Morris and Penn state and Robert Morris right off the bat was, I sat on the couch. He's like all off of your scholarship. And I was kind of like taken back being like, (laughs) like I'm shocked. Obviously I'm so young. Like I didn't even have a cell phone at the time. I'm like, (laughs) what do you mean? And then, uh, So went home, did all like the check marks, crossing off education, distance from home, um, like size of school. And Rob Morris was in like that top mix and a few more conversations and phone calls with coach. And then I was committed going into that grade 11 year. So
1: that's unreal. And then you just keep dominating. I'm assuming before we get to that, like, I want to jump back into that. But the question I had first was, I like asking any hockey player this, like, when did you all of a sudden realize, like, I'm just skating circles around people or was there that, <laughs> like, was there that gap for you or was it always like, I'm just a really good hard worker. I get the odd goal. I'm assuming you were just ripping shit apart. Uh, I was from honestly
3: so undersized that like my <laughs> first year, like I would develop as the season went on, but I was just a role, role player. Like I was on a team where we only lost two games all season and probably 10 of those players went on division 1 scholarships like our team is pretty stacked we'd go and play boston like asbit valley play 2 years older and i was legit if you don't get the puck out on the right wing. And cause like our, my centerman, she went and scored like a hundred goals that year. It was like, I'm not doing my role. If I don't get her the puck in the middle and her go on a two on one with the left winger, like that was my role. So that was my peewee. So, and then by the time, and then I also was injuries, So injury prone had torn ACL in grade nine, and then a concussion playing basketball in grade 11. So I was kind of I always was like, by the end of the season, a better player on the team, but I was never like, wow, she's a standout. Wow. Like that type thing. And then being in the outside of the GTA, you don't really get that like recognition and you don't really get that. Like, okay. Like London's legit. It's always we're grinding and we're just hoping that we can go and play that blue collar game. That was always kind of our uh, mentality.
1: Oh, that's awesome. So you grew up just kind of like, yeah, I love that, like the blue collar approach. And then obviously Mm -hmm. something changes because you get over and start playing university. And I'm looking at these numbers. I wrote it down. So I didn't want to butcher it. 181 (laughs) points in 138 games. That's, uh, that's not a bad little, uh, that's not a bad little resume. So something happened where all of a sudden you're just lighting it up.
0: What, can what I, was can the major I change? comment
2: there, too? Actually, of course, and, and we talked about shrimp here earlier, but you know, we were doing some preparation for this chat and I was looking at a few pictures. I must say, I'm sorry, I got a comment. Your style is pretty swaggy too. You know what I mean? Like the spray <laughs> paint, the, the toey tape job, like, you know what I, I mean? I honestly
3: <laughs> just switched my shin pads. Cause I wear size 13. I went to size 12. Cause I looked at a couple photos, like from a showcase a couple weeks ago, <laughs> I go, I'm so bulky on the bottom half. I go, I got to fix this. We went and played a uh, team Canada and Joss LaRock gave me a slap shot right in the shin. Like it literally should have just been like, Oh, easy block shot shouldn't hurt right in like legit the middle I have still a bruise like it's probably a calcium deposit <laughs> but I'm like photos look better I gotta just keep it
1: <laughs> I like
3: that. when you go to 12 it literally is like youth sizes so like the amount of protection it must be thin but that's funny
1: that's a style above all else. We support 100%. that here. We support that Absolutely. here. I don't like having a beard. They tell me I can't shave it cause it's all about style. So I understand what you're talking about, but I do want to dig into you get over there. It's Robert Morris. That's where your career just starts to like take off. You're, you're blowing up. So I want to hear all about like just the university grind. You know, we've had some guests on the show, talk to us about what they went through, how much they enjoyed that grind. What What's the grind for you? And like, what's kind of the, the day to day week to week uh, when you're playing for Robert Morris there?
3: So I was actually extremely lucky. I walked in and I had two girls in my freshman class that played for London. So there was three of us coming in hot. So nice. I was lucky. I'm not just like coming from this small town. No, absolutely nobody. And then I actually had a senior on the team and her mom taught at my high school. So she like, literally I could throw a baseball to her house. I didn't know her that well, but it was one of those ones, like at least a common face. You can talk about St. Thomas, like talk Mm -hmm. about jumbo, the elephant, whatever, at least you feel (laughs) comfortable. But, um, so I was lucky in that aspect. And then I was actually jumped on one of the top lines when I started being at a smaller school, obviously a bit of an advantage in that sense. I didn't have to grind out as a bottom six. I was able to jump in the top six role And so I scored my first game. So kind of got the monkey off my back early. And then it was just like, I was able to relax and just play and enjoy the game. So obviously in that aspect, my experience as a freshman was awesome. Like I didn't really have to do the grind, earn your minutes, earn your time. So in that aspect, obviously university was amazing. And then the day-to-day grind, it's the typical, you're at the ring four to five hours practice for two. And then in the gym and then, Hit the books, my books were maybe a little questionable <laughs> freshman year. Uh <laughs> coach Paul would definitely uh love to hear that. But uh yeah, definitely focus a little more on school after that. But
2: okay. So if I'm looking at your your DB or elite prospects here, the first year freshman out of the gate, over a point a game, 17 tucks, unbelievable. 51 penalty minutes. That tells me there's an mm-hmm. odd number in there. What happened?
3: Okay, so honestly, I got in a fight versus our rivals so here we
1: go here we go slow it down my (laughs) game's (laughs) always (laughs) been
3: like i'm gonna like just grind it out like i'm not i'm gonna hit whatever comes my way honestly like and i was able to so end of the game we're winning against mercy university my best friend growing up who i played the last 10 years is on mercy so Mm. it's like legit besides just the rivalry between the programs My best friend growing up is on that team and she's a defenseman. So I'm going one-on-one all night first against her. And then so face off in the D zone, it should literally be a clean win. Um, I think we're up by two at this point, but face off, draw goes back to our corner, their forward goes and bodies are our defenseman. So then all hell breaks loose. (laughs) So then they have two girls in the box. The one girl jumps out of the box because I skate up the blue line. My mom literally comments on this all the time. So I'm like out of the play. (laughs) I see this scrum ensue. So i well, I gotta go. So I go into the scrum, I tackle a girl, and then the girl in the box comes after me. So it was wild. Like it was like whoever was on the ice, it was pretty much a brawl. And then our coach, we get into the change room, and he like is kind. Of, we won, so he's pumped. And then the next day, we get suspended. And he was <laughs> so like two of us got suspended on each team, and then me and my it was a senior who was in the scrum with me we got bagged all week Mm. it was awful but only one game suspension but five minute major fighting pardon
2: five minute major for fighting
3: oh yeah it would have been
2: unbelievable yeah well done Hard to Love do it. in the college. In the college, you
1: really, know, you,
3: especially in the female side, you don't see many like full ice <laughs> brawls, but it was intense.
1: No, that's unreal. when we had Jay Rosehill on the show. He had what? He had like two hundred penalty <laughs> penalty minutes oh, one yeah. season playing college, that's and we're crazy. like, "How many fights?" He's like, "I had zero fights. He had zero fights. Like, had zero fights. He had zero fights racked up two hundred pips. So Literally, you have more college.
3: On that play, like you see the face off, it goes to the corner, and then the guy was clearly watching the fight. It like goes into like the cement. <laughs> staircase
1: oh you can't even brutal.
3: replay the fight oh like, shit
1: that's brutal that's yeah. brutal that, that was one of my to next see. questions it was gonna be like do you ever get have you ever thrown down on the ice you got it out just so naturally i love that yeah. love hearing that was yeah. that any more any more kind of rough stuff stories you love to share
3: um that would probably be the biggest one um definitely like there's some clips with some nice base washes things like that but that would be that would be the big one where i actually got caught Fully that's cool.
1: awesome that's awesome That's awesome. what so here's a question for you um who would you say like your game is similar to maybe like um it could be anyone someone canadian olympics uh female side nhl player is there someone that you tried to model your game after or that even just naturally you you ended up sort of having a similar style too would you say
3: so like i always like to say i play like more like the gallagher where like he's able to pot a few but then he's an absolute rash on the ice. Like, that's what I love. Like the, like Marshawn, you can't, I wouldn't compare because like, he's just so talented and like his whole game, but like the Gallagher, like that aspect where they can like play, but also they, they're just a rash. Like, that's what I love. You
2: said rash, not rat, right?
3: Well, both. It could be both.
2: (laughs) Cut that Danny. I love that.
1: Yeah. I was going to say rash is dope. Yeah. (laughs) So the Gallagher, hopefully not as much. Like the one thing the Gallagher does, not to go on a whole anti-Canadians thing, which I could do anytime. It's a little, a little too much talking to the refs from Gallagher. But I'm still a little salty oh,
3: from oh, I'm a certain so sure of the refs
1: here. I would say but, less now, okay.
3: but in college, <laughs> yeah, always
1: just like making best friends or worst enemies all at once oh, with the refs. I'm eh?
3: more of like the best friends route. I think there it's way smarter. Like, Love like it. when are we gonna get the next PP? And then it's like, <laughs> ding, like.
1: Rickety up. That's awesome. Um, What about off the ice in college? We're kind of jumping all over the place, but who cares? It's all good. Um, What about off the ice in college? I mean, is it somewhat like a normal, quote unquote, normal college experience, like lots of partying, meeting all sorts of folks, or is it very regimented? Like we just sort of stay in our sort of hockey bubble here?
3: No, I would say like we were lucky in a small school, us in lax. So it was kind of men's hockey and men's lax. We hung out with them all the time. So we're lucky and we're 20 minutes, maybe 15 minutes from downtown Pittsburgh. So we had like the house parties, but we also had the experience of going downtown. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds where you had... Some days you'd stay in, just hang out, hockey guys, lax, that type of thing. But then you also had the nightlife downtown clubs, that thing. So it was kind of the best of both worlds, really.
2: Great. Nice. Yeah, nice. No, no, no. I've never been to Pitt. The only place I've been in Pennsylvania is Reading. You ever been there?
3: I've heard of it, but Don't doesn't go. sound too exciting. <laughs> Pittsburgh's honestly like I would move back in a heartbeat. Like it is awesome. The sports there. Like we went to lots of Steelers, baseball, mm-hmm. pens games. Like we went to it all and it's just a total like experience in itself, like dealing with like, that uh yeah, yellow and black. You can't you can't beat it Honestly, yeah, yeah
2: black and yellow for sure. Yeah. Okay, let's no, I think we're we're on pace here, T Bone. So if we if Love. we follow uh keep going, you know, a few years, you you can you get hurt, I guess, the next year, right? After Yeah, so actually
3: Cut through the middle, uh, just absolutely blindsided. So it was a concussion, but then I actually had knee surgery again to, sh- to clean up that ACL. So Same missed side. the whole year, and then was able to actually get my masters out of it. So it worked out perfect. There you I go. Hit the school book. I hit the books for a bit.
1: There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Some people get injured and they just like you know gain a hundred pounds and stop playing sports. You went and got a masters. That's all right.
3: Yeah, I hit the books for a bit. People will still probably chert me for that, but.
1: Oh, whatever. So what's your master's in? Let's talk about that. What 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 so are we like talking about? Undergrad
3: to, uh... in sport management and then nice. masters in leadership. And then surprisingly enough, I went back for another two years after college for a teachers' college at York. So nice. Oh, York University. Right. Yeah.
1: You're one of the most employable people I've ever spoken to from the center. <laughs> of- <laughs> that's what it says. Oh, like.
3: seven years too long. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Sorry, Cal, I jumped in any there, buddy.
2: No, it's great. I love it. Okay. So if we okay, so you come back from the injury. Um, how long until you started skating again?
3: So it was long because that was I've had a few concussions. So that was um like the doctor was like, I don't know if you're gonna play again. So wow. I actually went to the same doctor, Sydney Crosby. So at PNC or UPMC, whatever it was called. So went there, um, got all the work done. So I got hurt probably beginning of October and then didn't actually step on the ice till like March. Like it was wow. like a mm-hmm. long time. And like we practiced that like 645. So coach was like, I don't really care. I gotta keep an eye on you. You're coming to the rink every morning. I'm like, I'm good, coach. Not much I'm gonna tell you on that. So
2: <laughs> so then that year happens, and then I think the next year's a big year for you.
3: Yeah. So well, my coach actually was like, Honestly, if you don't come back and perform, like you're gonna move to D. And I'm kind of looking at me like I've never skated backwards, (laughs) pivoting, maybe questionable. And uh, yeah, so ended up, thank God it worked out. I was able to pot a few, but my first game back, I will never forget. I got called into the coach's office after I have my meal, like my meals sitting there and it's in Bemidji. We play Bemidji and um, he's like, you were horrific tonight. I'm (laughs) like, I haven't played in like, 14 months, like, and then ended up next game. I kind of got my legs back, but whew, that was a tough, uh, little conversation after that game, for sure. Like he literally just torched me being like your freshman," Cause I played with two freshmen that year was like your freshman outplayed you blah, blah, blah. Like just torch but
2: midget you get dressed in the, the basketball room right it's they're not even full hockey rooms were they weren't they just hot basketball like
3: um they're like yeah no they have like lockers but it it would be closer to like a basketball yeah, football, basketball than yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: We, we played there a couple of times for exhibitions is yeah. I, I like going there okay so that brings me to something so that you guys are obviously cha mercy yep. Herb, syracuse but you guys would play other conferences
3: Yeah. So our conference was small. So we would play like we played Ohio State like three times one year. Like we always would play out of conference. And those were the games which were really big for us because that would kind of put us in our ranking. Because like our league wasn't necessarily a top 10 league. So playing like Ohio State, playing Bemidji, we'd hope they would go beat some WCHA teams. And that would obviously help our RPI rating.
2: Right, right, right. No, that makes sense. yeah, no, no, that's awesome. For sure. Uh, any, any travel stories you can share or anything that sticks out on any of those experiences?
3: Oh, I don't know about that besides getting stuck on a way too long, a bus trip from Lindenwood. We got stuck on it's supposed to be 12 hours. We had, well, our coach was like, we'll drive first year. Okay. Not a problem. 12 hours could be fun. We ended up yeah. tying one game. And we watched our game on the way back three times before we got oh. to the movie. Yeah. Oh, every no. player sent to the front. And, like, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love my coach. Like, I still talk to him every single day, but I would still torch him about it. Like, I just, like, we watched it three times. No one spoke. And then finally, it was like, okay, let's put on a flick. Like, video
1: doesn't lie. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Put on the Lion King, for God's sake. Yeah, that we, enough.
3: After that, we flew to Lindenwood every single time. He's like, <laughs> No,
1: that's awesome. Learning experience. Exactly. A big experience. And then you, you had some success. I mean, the team was good. You won, you won your, uh, the CHA. Is that right? Like you took it down and moved on to the, to the big tournament. So we,
3: uh, we won, uh, my junior year. So yeah, we were able to win that. It's a tough, tough, tough one to win because for the first couple of years, there wasn't a automatic bid if you were in, if you won it. So you had to be in the top eight. So then, and it was one of those ones, if you kind of like lose or tie in league play Mm -hmm. because their records would be like potentially like say Linwood would go, wouldn't be able to compete outside of conference at the time, then it would really screw your ranking. So Mm. it was like tough because you could go in, in, out of conference, but then lose a tough one in conference and it would really mess your ranking up. So without, without that automatic bid, it was really hard to crack the lead eight.
1: And so, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, call me an idiot. It's happened many times, but I just want to make sure everyone listening sort of falls to here too. Like, so you win the CHA or, or like the, the goal here is that you rank as high as possible. So you make that right. NCAA elite eight tournament similar to like a, you know, March madness thing and basketball or whatever exactly. else. So just so people listening along can track. So you end up making it, which is fantastic. And then it's, it's a date with Wisconsin is what I want to say. Yes. Where's the so- tournament?
3: we got chartered. We thought we were all this in a bag of chips and absolutely first shift. They wrap it around. That's their first goal. Uh, uh, my jaw dropped. <laughs> I was on the bench. My <laughs> jaw dropped. Cause like first shift, Oh, we got Sean net. Everything's good. Next shift. Oh, wrap around. I like game was like done at that point. It was insane. Yeah. We got absolutely smacked.
1: Oh no. It's sorry. Good question. Where, where was that tournament? Where did it take place?
3: So first game is always at home. So it was ah. number one, verse eight. So we we're at Wisco and that facility, like they fill it max capacity and the fans were in our ear the whole night. So
1: <laughs> do you just hate Wisconsin now? Like remember that 70 show, Eric Foreman at the beginning, he'd yell out hello, Wisconsin. I feel like if you heard that, it might trigger some,
3: some honestly, it. it's not. So I have played with nurse. I played with mm. channel. So now it's like not, and like my roommate from college actually lives in Wisconsin. So she is from Wisco. So like we've visited since college and stuff, and I don't mind it, but that experience woof, tough. Okay,
1: Better so to have made it, than to have never made it at
2: all. Absolutely. Right? To, to yeah. be there is, you know, part of, part of the journey, right? So
3: Exactly.
2: But so you, you win, you claim CHA player of the year that year. And then this is crazy. And maybe I'm getting this wrong, but Dapper Dan, Dan Dapper Charities. Dapper Dan,
3: Dapper Dan,
2: Dapper Dan Charities, Pittsburgh Sportswoman of the year. Yeah. Um, That sounds insane. So that's what the best, tell us what that is. And and congratulations. I was
3: actually lucky enough to get on the ballot for that. So it's like. Any athletes, female and male side, uh, for PA. It's pretty much a PA, but Pittsburgh um, charity event, and so I honestly think we had a couple super fans who just went and checked my got like a robots. Just we
2: have
1: those check too.
3: it off. <laughs> <laughs> you need that for the followers and all. That's right.
1: That's right. Stuff. Yeah, we're, we need um, something.
3: Yeah, so I was able to, and like for example, like Antonio Brown on the male side. Barkley Crosby. So Crosby ended up winning on that side. So got to meet him and then all the NFL, um, head coaches and like top players in history kind of go to that event. So it was an awesome experience. Besides I had to do a speech in front of like (sighs) 1500 people. And I'm like,
1: Oh,
3: but it was scary. It worked out. It worked out.
1: That's amazing. Congratulations on that. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's amazing. You get to hang out, rub elbows with the Cros. You're probably hanging out with like Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, I want to say. Some of the guys. Yeah, he was there. Sullivan
3: was there. Like it was a full show.
2: That's sick. That's That's sick. Congratulations. That's amazing. What an accolade.
1: Backyard skating rinks typically include two things a sheet of ice and hockey nets. It's up to the kids to use their imagination that they're skating over the red line on a breakaway or to picture their favorite team's logo at center ice. Until now. Introducing Shinny & Co., the company that wants to take your backyard rink to the big leagues. Created by former NHLer Daryl Boyce, Shinny & Co. has you covered for rink marking kits that turn any outdoor ice rink into a real hockey rink by using the same durable material as professional hockey rinks. They only take a few minutes to set up, fit any rink size, and you can reuse them year after year. Outdoor hockey has always been popular, but today families are making home rinks in record numbers. Now with Shinnie & Co., you can bring that real hockey rink feeling home too. Shinny & Co. is officially licensed by the NHL and Hockey Canada. That means you can style your outdoor rink with any one of the NHL's 32 official franchise logos or with the iconic Hockey Canada emblem. Just pick your favorite and face off. Visit ShinnieAndCo.com to see the different kits and options available. That's shinnyandco.com or across all social media at shinnyandco. With shinnyandco, your backyard rink is getting called up to the show. I want to get into some kind of like segment story stuff. Um, Cal, you want to kick it off with, uh, you're, you're the money on the board guy. You want to throw that around a little bit?
2: Oh, okay, yeah. Say Okay, let's go with money on the board. You um, Okay, so money on the board, you obviously know what money on the board is. You've heard of it. I'm sure you participated in it, Britt. Um, can you tell me? A, yeah. Just, <laughs> kind of, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know. Where I'm going around the horn here. You have a, <laughs> we want to hear your money on the board story.
3: <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Honestly. You're amazing. Like, you know amazing. Oh, like, there you uh, go. Okay.
2: Okay. So I need an
3: intro first. Okay. Love
2: so for money on the board would be, we would do it. Uh, if like, say we're, I was, we were playing a tournament in Winnipeg or we playing a, a pro team in Winnipeg and I'm from Winnipeg, I'd put money on the board or something to like entice the the pot for the, for the team, I guess you could say for, for going out. Um, yeah. I don't know. Just like, okay. If you don't have a money on the board story, that's okay. Give us a prank story.
3: Oh, prank story. See, I was like a famous, like, let's have fun. Let's like goofy type. Um, a couple like easy ones, like obviously putting the cup under the helmet full of water, full of Great. whatever, <laughs> pull trick. it out, splash. Love it. Love um, it. we did a lot. We actually had a European, so a Czech, and Uh-oh. we taped like a little styrofoam <laughs> cup to her helmet. She skated <laughs> around the whole flow. Okay, it's just flow skate. So Thursday, chill the whole skate didn't know. We're like, look at, look at the glass. Like who doesn't look <laughs> at themselves in the glass? I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. famous for it. She didn't. And they was on there the whole time. Like we were just, we do rude things, like put a pad on like their equipment and they obviously skated with a pad on their back the whole <laughs> practice, like just stupid things like that. Nice. But like, I was always like, honestly, I'm here to like, let's have fun. Like, so that was, I was a little bit, I love doing the pranks, but if I got pranked, let me tell you, it was, if you're doing a (laughs) battle drill, it was not fun.
1: Yeah. You're getting it back tenfold. That's so you're that kind of personality. You're like keeping the room light, motivating folks. Like let's have a good time. Are you like working the, working the music and stuff like that too? Is that,
3: I'm not a DJ at all. I hate being DJ, but, um, yeah, like I would be like maybe spot in a couple tunes, but that's Yeah. Not what
1: was the vibe though? What was the vibe there? at Robert Morris, like what kind of tunes were bumping in the, uh, the pregame or, or like the victory songs, any, any big ones, or what was kind of the general vibe that yeah, music I'm honestly was?
3: so bad with music. I wouldn't even know the names. They were always like classics, like, um, maybe like a Mariah Carey, something like that. Like they there were always go. absolute jams, but I was never the one. I'm not a dancer. I'm not a DJ. I just am go with the flow. I'll prank, but that's about where, as long as it goes. So.
1: Danny's a very good dancer. I've seen him pop and lock at, oh, a, heck no. at a Christmas party. <laughs> there you go. Very impressive stuff. Um, <laughs> why don't we jump ahead? So, uh, college experience ends what's up next for, for Brit. We'll let you kind of take it away. What happens, uh, getting on out of the college ranks for you.
3: Yeah. So, my parents are actually both educators. So um, they're, my mom was like, you're not going to go to Toronto and be a bum. So you're going to go back to school. I'm like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love school. So, so I actually advice. go to York uh, two years. And uh, because like when you head to a new city, there wasn't much like guidance on where you're going to live, what you're going to do. So I lived in a basement apartment and it was a fine experience, but like you're so isolated, like you got like a little hole this big. Like Pittsburgh, our rent was three twelve a month. I'm paying a thousand bucks for a basement shared with two other girls I don't know. So that experience was obviously shaky. You're just kind of like getting your feet wet. And then I actually got drafted to the Toronto Fury, so started there. But our team was awesome. We had ten rookies, and we had fun. But besides being in Toronto, it's so hard to hang out, and that experience was hard. But like when we went to China and went to Boston, it was always a hoot. So,
1: That's awesome. Is that NWHL or is it premier or is that kind of all No, together? so
3: I actually got drafted to that. You get drafted in your junior year to the NW now not now as the PHF, but I actually chose to go Toronto Furies route and um, so was drafted there. So like you, you don't have to sign with the NW. So I got drafted to the Buttes, but I signed with Toronto Furies in the CWHL.
1: Love it. Love it. And so then what kind of players are you like running up against or playing with, or are there some folks we would recognize like playing at the Olympics, stuff like that? Any right. Uh, so
3: actually, yeah. so our team, we had 10 rookies, but like Sarah Nourris, uh, Spooner and Renata were actually our Olympians on our team. And then you play against the top. So at that time, a lot of the Americans were in the NW for the Olympic Olympians. And then the Canadians were all in the CW. So played against Poo and Dau and all of them. Calgary had Jenner, Turnbull, Johnny. So yeah, nice. our league was obviously stacked full. Our team was a little light on Olympians, but we, uh, we were a young team for sure.
1: Oh, that's awesome. And, and so who's just like the best or like, how much do those Olympians is, is there like a pretty decent skill gap between like when they're doing their thing Is it kind of like, wow, they're next level, or is it like, no, I'm so close. I could, I could be there too. Like what's kind of the skill range as far as maybe just your average player on the, on the furies or, or whatever. And an Olympian, like, what does that sort of look like? So it
3: kind of just depended what team you played for. Like when we went and played Calgary, um, Calgary had like 14, 15 girls go to the world championship where we would only have like three. So like, you're right. we definitely on the lighter side. So Calgary and Montreal were studs. Like they had like at least half their roster on worlds, whether it was a year, Euro- like even a European, but a lot on nor- like North American players. And then Boston was, uh, for sure. Like they, they, I don't think they won that year. So, but at that time, a lot of the Americans were still in the um, NW. So that's why the Boston team was a little bit weak. They didn't have any Olympians. So in terms of that, they would still be all division one girls, but they didn't obviously have an Olympian. So that made a big difference going and playing them.
1: Nice. Nice. That's awesome. And what about, so then you end up getting some exposure uh, with Team Canada, I think we were chatting before. He said there was it was like what a showcase or like this. Talk to me about you. You said you actually got right. So I was actually
3: present. got invited to a conditioning camp uh, right out of college. So I actually I'm home and like we're about to go on like senior Bender week, and I'm like, <laughs> like we only got like two weeks left to school. My coach calls me. I just went home for the weekend. I think it might have been Easter, and he goes, "Yeah, you're getting invited to camp." I like my dog And I'm like, he goes, I was talking to Mel, because they all go to like a Florida conference after the season. He goes, I was talking to Mel, you're going to camp. And he goes, You better get in fucking shape. Sorry, but he goes, (laughs) Better shape.
1: It's all good. And I'm
3: like, okay. So I text my group chat with my seniors, I go, guys not coming back to school. So I literally had to grind it out for a month and I went back for graduation, but just very chill, couple sodas, but uh, yeah. So got invited there and then, They actually had, I went to U22. So I was older than the U22 age gap in August, but I went um, just for experience. They needed a few more on the roster for because they have two development teams and then they bring an OUA team. So that development team needed a few more bodies. So I went there, um, was lucky I was able to produce. So it's kind of like you get your feet wet, I was able to produce. And then um, I went to the senior camp like two weeks after that, which was in Dawson Creek. Went to that awesome experience, kind of like time. that was my first kind of experience. So here's Poulin, here's all the big names, because that was coming back from the Olympics. That was like their first camp. So played in that. And then I actually got to make the roster for the rivalry series. So I was the 13th forward for that. So games were in Toronto, London, and then Windsor. So no, sorry, Detroit. Mm. And so awesome experience and playing in bud garden. So I got to start like the first shift So being from home. So it was like, they literally couldn't sell more tickets. It was jam packed. So it was awesome. And like, we were playing at like the rink I used to practice in junior. So it was kind of cool.
2: That That is so. That would be a money on the board. Okay. Okay. Money on the board. There you go. (laughs) But no, that's amazing. Like, tell us about that. Just that experience. Like it's, it's amazing. Yes. I, I believe that. You know what I mean? But that's the rink that you, grew up watching some of these, you know, right. these, these guys. Right. So like, what was that to play? Not only there, but in front of the the London crowd packed.
3: Yeah. It was honestly like one of those experiences, like you can't really, it's picture perfectly. Like you can't write with it the any Maple better. I had a girl I played junior with. Um, she was, she played actually OUA. So she made that route and her journey was incredible too. So we are actually, and that was her first, um, I'm not sure if it was our first uh, senior team game. It might've been, Um, but yeah, so that experience, I had someone to go through it with, which was awesome, but we had actually just come back from China because our pro team played in China and then went to rivalry series. And so we are literally so, number one, I was so ill after China. I don't know what bug I got, but then we were so fatigued. I'm literally snapping nervous at like, three in the morning, being like, yep. She's like, yep. And I'm like, we gotta <laughs> practice at 8 a.m. Like, so like it was like a grind, but like couldn't do it with like better people.
1: That's outrageous. And you were saying like, what's the story when you were roommates with bulan uh, I thought so you that's, had me that That's the, the same
3: weekend. So my yeah. first ever obviously event and like you go in, you get your coat, you're like, wow, I would never had team Canada coat before the school. And then I'm roommates and I'm talking to Spooner cause I was roommates with Spooner in China. And then I'm like, I hope we're roommates. Cause number one, I won't be able to sleep with the time change. Number two, I'm comfortable with you because we're on the same team. We are just roommates for like 10 days. And then, um, i text her. I go, I'm with poo. She goes, <laughs> that's awesome. She knows I'm just freaking out. (laughs) And like, cause I wasn't able to sleep. I'm just chilling there going like, Oh my God. And like, I was so nervous, obviously like didn't want to disrupt her sleep. I'm like, I don't even know if I can go to the washroom. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? But it ended up working out. She's awesome. Like she made me feel as comfortable as I could be. So it was good experience.
1: Uh, Oh, that's amazing. That's fan fan girl moment right there. That's a big one. That's like queen of clutch, right? That's unreal. So you got the
2: jacket. Did you get to keep the Jersey?
3: I don't know. I, we, I have a Jersey at home, but I don't think that's from, I would say no, like that you obviously do your photo, but I think that was a purchased one. I think my mom like did the whole, I'm going to frame it type uh, thing, but I think you have to make a world to actually claim like a Jersey and get your number and all that stuff.
2: Can I ask you a question going back to RMU? Yep. Number three. Oh, I like love number three. So that's one sport? reason why
3: I actually committed. Like I like talked to my hey, coach, go, okay, I'm ready to commit. And then I was like, but number I gotta three. have number three. And that senior came out and I jumped in. So I was so lucky, but uh, yeah, my dad was number three, grew up being number three and just, I'm like very much like hard, like strict on like regiment and like routines and stuff like that. So number three, it was, and I couldn't change it
2: up. No, I like that. If I saw that in the playbook, I would picture you as like a six one D man, but uh, that's okay. (laughs)
3: That's what everyone says. It's a D number. I'm like, I don't care. No, that's
1: good. Exactly. Yeah, That's awesome. Um, I got another segment and I think it's going to be as wildly popular and successful as money on the board was. So why don't we (laughs) jump into this? Um, I want to hear about some chirps. I want to hear about some, Oh, something else I was thinking about some, like maybe a chirp that you're known for, like the one you're most proud of, or just like the funniest, weirdest chirp that you've heard. So a good chirp story. And then I've got something else for you after, but let's jump into the chirps. We love this.
3: Okay. So I'm honestly not that much of a chirper because my brain is just like spinning. Like I'm more <laughs> of just like a fuck you. Like, but yeah, my best chirp for sure all the time. So uh, player on Syracuse, like we used to go back and forth. She was a centerman. I was a centerman. I'm not sure if we were in the same year, but it was like always a tilt. And like, for sure, every game I would get like a hard hip check or like just a dirty play up the middle. And one time I just looked at her. It's obviously had a face off in front of our net, And I looked at her and I go like, um, Porky the pig, like what? Because she was like a heavy sack. Girl. <laughs> I gave her the Porky the pig shirt. <laughs> And like, because I was um, teammates with a girl from CUSE after she goes, honestly, she was so upset by that. Like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It was like my best chirp of all time. That's probably like definitely. one of my only ever chirps. I'm just like the typical, like, but uh, yeah, that was definitely in the books, my best for sure. Yeah.
0: Hey, that's what makes us better though. Like the, the when the quiet person gives you a dirty chirp like that, they'll remember that for the rest of their lives for sure.
3: Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, that's good. That's a sweet chirp. Any others that come out where maybe you're sitting on the bench and, or did you like have any teammates that were like this, this girl just had like no quit and had the fun, like had us all die and laugh. And was there someone like that, or is that not an element that uh, um, that's existed?
3: There's definitely some, but I wouldn't say it's like the like the men's game. Like the men just like give it, right. but I wouldn't say that would be like we don't have like solid good cheers, like. You Porky know pigs, I mean?
1: not bad. Okay. Don't sell, <laughs> don't sell yourself short. I'm just Porky saying pig. like,
3: I would say like being around it, you don't hear it as much. Like you might hear, actually, this is my best. This was also a prime time. So, um, <laughs> I'm, um, friends with a guy on our men's team and you know, when he, people come to town, like they get like the Tinder swiping, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. He matched with the girl on Mercyhurst, obviously our rival. So I'm like, <laughs> Oh, send me her profile <laughs> so i get the profile cyberbullying and then i he goes and creates a poster and it's like of her profile like her whole <laughs> oh. thing on a poster and goes like, I'm so sorry, but we swiped left and posted it on the boards. Number one coach knew it was me. So I got in trouble right after the, game. but, uh, that was for sure. Like it wasn't a chirp, but it was like a subtle move where it was like so direct and their team was so mad, but I'm like, who goes (laughs) like, what do you expect if you match with the guy on our men's team? Like,
1: Oh, that's amazing. Like, honestly, you don't want to get into a chirp fest with, with any female, in my opinion, they're just so much better at it. The guys are, we're like, uh, go fuck yourself. And they're like, like what you're doing, like, yeah. digging in, yeah. digging no in way your internet in history, printing yeah. it. That's, that's. <laughs> Honestly,
3: as she plays on my current team. So I went, we were talking about it in the change room and I went and cause this is our first, time we're actually on the same team i went and like found the screenshot of the poster and post it in our group this year <laughs> just to give a few flashbacks but we were talking about it's obviously chill now but it was yeah. funny back in the day oh that's, oh, that's
1: amazing that got so good that that's your that's your finest work chirp wise that's that's devious stuff um yeah. what about this do you have a play or like a you know something that's happened in your career like a play where you look back and you're like that was a dirty play i probably shouldn't have done that or like That was a dirty play, but I'm kind of proud because that person deserved it. Anything that jumps out there?
3: Mm -hmm. Honestly, my most rebellious, and I yet again got an absolute shit for this. Um, So we're going, so it's playoffs. So if you don't make the top two teams in the CHA, you play a like round robin against. So it'd be the last four. So two and two, it's at your home rank. Um, you play obviously two out of three. So we lose our first game to Lindenwood and we were, we shouldn't have lost. Like it was one of those we should have won. And then, um, so second game, end of the game, we're winning. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep the puck, hold the puck. And so I, they're probably at the blue line. I'm starting to backpedal, um, at our dot. And then I go, come get me oh (laughs) i gave him the come get me and then like my friends obviously so like we went we won we won the next day we go to chas so Merciers played that clip apparently all week in their team (laughs) room me going like this because my friend obviously told me kind of like the scoop but i just got absolutely torched around the league for it
1: that's (laughs) amazing you're doing the uh the matrix with the the, the whatever like, the hell he's doing that that's yelling, awesome
3: like, come and get it oh yeah. <laughs> we're yelling <laughs> too
1: that's even worse
3: yeah
1: that's amazing um why don't we do this we, we don't have a ton of time left with you um but we'd love to get into kind of what we're what you're up to today you you were kind enough to tell me a little bit about that when we chatted previously i thought it sounded unreal so why don't you catch us up on what you're up to today it all sounds really cool
3: for sure so i actually work at victus academy so last year i taught full time cuz i it was one of those i'm um, not sure what covid's going to bring for our season and so jumped into the classroom it was one of those see if I like teaching, but it was also at a private school. So it was a school at ever Everest Academy in Toronto it was on the hockey side as well as teaching this year. I'm at Victus because same thing, but not in the classroom. So I've worked for Mike Ellis. Um, he's the skill director of Tampa Bay. So I've worked with him for the last 10 years cause he lives in St. Thomas. So, um, our group from St. Thomas commutes to Kitchener every day to do that. So, we're there, and then I actually just got a new gig called Barn Burner Academy, where I'm the general manager of a new facility in Toronto. So it's gonna, it's actually gonna be so sick. It's synthetic ice, two skating treadmills, workout facility, gonna have a golf simulator, and then Unreal. it's beside a four pad rink. So like Oof. you can't really oh, get enough. much better than that. And then I internship for Arizona Coyotes on the scouting, scouting wow. piece. So, so pretty good. busy, but it's it's all in the hockey world. It's not really a job, so.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. What
3: about this?
1: What about we're we're looking for places where we can get on some ice, synthetic or otherwise, where Cal can try to. you seen t-
3: the outdoor rinks in Toronto? We ah, literally yeah. went like Saturday <laughs> night, full lights, full flood. I was like, in St. Thomas, we don't have this. Which like, one did you go to? Yeah. Um. Uh, was it Riverdale? I'm not from Toronto, so. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Riverdale. yeah. yeah Riverdale's good. We There's went a nice to one women's night
3: at- and like played with nice. some of these old ladies, and it was awesome. That's, That's,
1: awesome. Fantastic. That's awesome. You give them the, come get me and just start wheeling around. No. No. No,
3: no. I'm more mature now. I'm more mature. Now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, no, we'll, we're going to follow along your journey. The barn burner thing sounds unreal. Um, honestly, when we can start getting out of these houses a little more, we're going to come check it out. I think it sounds okay. absolutely. 100%. Super cool. it cool. We're going
3: to be like live and up and running in end of February. So kind of like before that March break and, Camps get rocking. So, yeah, that's the goal. And I'm going to Prague actually in a couple of weeks to learn like the skating treadmill and that stuff. So that's kind of like where our uh, knowledge and philosophy like technique wise is coming from. So going to go there for about a week and then come back and get it up and rocking. So it's going to that be awesome.
1: That is amazing. And I, I don't want to gloss over, you mentioned something really cool. The internship with the, uh, with the coyotes, the scouting side, what maybe catch up a little bit more on that and sort of what, what that yeah, entails. So
3: Mike Ellis actually set that up for me because uh, Daryl Plandowski, he uh, was with Tampa and then is now with Arizona. So that connection there. And so it's an internship. And I go to OHL games, a couple games a week. And then I actually got to meet kind of like their gang for the amateur scouts for Arizona in Ottawa at U17s. So right. that was my first experience, kinda got that uh under my belt. Black so was coat
2: awesome. sitting in the stands with the uh black on black crest.
3: Yeah, literally. <laughs> a, yeah.
2: With a coffee <laughs> cup always.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: So again, and then are you playing still or are you? Yeah. So I'm yeah. still
3: playing. So I play in the PWHPA. So we actually have a showcase. Our next showcase is end of February. So awesome. January kind of messed up our schedule because we were supposed to go to Whistler to play team Canada. And then we were supposed to have games in a Peterborough was hosting us for some Montreal games. So that kind of messed up January, but we're back uh full bore in February. So we, we get exemption so we can skate, but then games won't happen until about a month.
2: Right. Okay. That's awesome. Mm
3: -hmm. And so
2: again, me not understanding the different women's leagues. So the PWHPA obviously is different than the PHF.
3: Right. So it's two separate entities. And uh, so one hosts all the Olympians. So the PWHPA, all the Olympians play within that league. And then the PHF still a great league has lots of division one players within it.
0: Yeah.
2: And, and so I, I mean, tell me, are you st- like, is for you moving forward, like are you still hopeful to be part of the national program or is that?
3: I think you never know if like, obviously that uh, came knocking, like you would never turn that opportunity yeah. down, oh, yeah. but you just never know. Obviously I'm working on like the more the career side right now. And hopefully next year, the PWHPA, um, as a regular season, regular year with all the Olympians back, kind of use that as promotion and yeah. get some real exposure from the Olympics and transition into next year. So that's obviously the goal. And then we obviously want a livable wage being able to play. So mm-hmm. hopefully in the next couple of years, that can be something we can achieve and then uh, do obviously the hockey stuff on the side, but that's kind of like the full-time gigs right now. We got a lot on the go and we're not making much money. So yeah
1: that's the thing. Just honestly, just keep like, I, I love to hear that grind and that attitude. Like just keep showing up, just be the face of it. And I mean, what, what a dynamic group of athletes that, you know, you just need to get in front of as many people as possible showcase 100%. where you can, Um, yep. you know, small podcast. We are, we will shout it from the mountaintops. We want well, people thank you. getting more awesome. involved in the, uh, in, in the female side
3: of the game. Yeah, We're definitely you know? excited on the growth and obviously who everyone's excited to see a Canada U S little matchup in the Olympics. So what's the prediction? obviously, pardon,
2: what's the prediction.
3: So we actually, so our league created all-star teams to go play against team USA and team Canada. And so we, we did not uh, serve too well against the States, but I'm still so biased to team Canada. And I'm like, let's <laughs> go girls. <Here laughs> yeah. we go. Time to shine. Like it's the- like in real, like realistic terms, like, they only get so many opportunities to play games like that. Like it's yeah. like one game you're done. Like mm-hmm. that's women's hockey, like team Canada, USA, one game done. That's like your, what makes you break your career or your like, I guess career. So no, yeah. Great. So I'm super excited to watch and per- like obviously support those girls.
1: Oh, man. And, and honestly, at the lady, the Canadian women, they just have a second gear. Like even if if they're getting thumped all year by the Americans, they get to the Olympics and something just kind of happens. Right. So we'll
3: get like the last 10 world championships. Like, yes, exactly. we won, we won uh, in the spring, but recently it was not in our favor. And then you had Wickenheiser, you had Pooh just come in so clutch. so.
1: Unreal. Honestly, can't wait. Like it, we actually sort of talked about a little bit. Like it's a little bit of a letdown that we don't have the NHL players going over. But honestly, exactly. the best game of the year at the Olympics is always the women's final, and you, you can't tell me otherwise. Well, and you look so, at 2010.
3: You had Crosby, and then you had Pooh's goal. Like you yeah. can't beat it. Mm-hmm. Like unbelievable. Yeah, exactly.
1: Brett, that was amazing. Like w- what an honor and pleasure for us to get to meet you, hang out, hear these stories. You're you're awesome. Uh, loved hearing these stories. You had us laughing and uh, enjoying right along with you. So thanks so much for taking the time and uh, joining the no flamingo hockey family here. We appreciate that.
3: Well, thanks so much for having me. Obviously nice to meet you all. And it was a great experience.
1: Love it. All right, there we go. Britt Howard, hell of an interview, just like we promised. Absolutely loved it. Um, Really fun to go back and listen to uh, listen to that one again. Thought that was amazing. Um, And you know, Cal, that's got to sting a little bit. We started, The episode talking about your achievements chl man of the year and then she comes down the pipe and it's dapper dan sportswoman of the year and she's rubbing elbows with mike tomlin and sydney crosby and all these pennsylvania-based superstars what's how does that leave you feeling
2: yeah, that it's, uh, one, I'm super happy for, that's an amazing, uh, honor. You know, I think we said in the interview, congratulations, um, incredible Two, um, <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, I don't even know what to say because like we, we talked about briefly, mine was in combination for like leadership and office stuff. So that's what I think was a part of that, but it was also that you were an amazing, incredible player and athlete. <laughs> so she, she <laughs> yeah. basically, uh, yeah, she, she takes the cake. That's what you could say. You know what I mean? But uh, what an incredible achievement to, like you said, the, those uh, other notable pros, Mario Lemieux and some of those guys to have that award. Um, that's not one you get rid of. That's uh that's one that you keep probably for a long time. So yeah, congratulations, Brett.
1: No kidding. No kidding. And uh, Danny, I, I know my uh, case is kind of empty, but uh, how's your trophy case looking from your hockey playing days? What do you got hanging in there?
0: A sock. I don't even have a trophy case. I'll be honest with you. Like, Mm. like I said, uh, I think it's come up before my hockey day started when I was about 20. Right.
1: Right. So not even like not even participation ribbon type of stuff, just empty.
0: No, yeah, literally empty. Uh, The first time I ever hit the ice with skates and a stick was like middle of university years. A buddy rented out a rink, the rinks for his birthday. And we all just went under fucked around and then we all decided, Hey, this is pretty cool. And (laughs) I think not six months later, we were in the adult safe hockey league. That's how my, my hockey career started. There you go. I, I know the ASHL quite well. I call it the a and hope people don't question me.
1: Um, (laughs) You stick with me on the man rockets. We're going to get you that ring, buddy. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. You got to you got a championship in your future if you stick with the whole T-bone here. All right. Um, I also one thing I wanted to stop on with Brett. Um, I love what she's up to today. You know, attachments to the NHL. Um, obviously, pushing the women's game, the women's game really far. I should say, um, and that Barn Burner Academy. I mean, how sick does that sound? And if you go check out Barn Burner on uh, Instagram, check them out on social media. They're sharing all sorts of videos of getting this. Um, getting this place set up, putting in the ice, the synthetic ice, the workout setups—it's it, unreal. It looks absolutely amazing. Um, and Danny, you had a good idea that I think we need to push for, Cal. That's—we got to start bugging Brit. We got to bug her for some sort of a no flamingo boot camp where we're taken under the wing and she starts showing me how to stand on skates, um, you how to—I don't know what. I don't know what she would do with you, but she's got to take us and whip our asses into shape. You think we got a shot at, at getting her to do that with us, or what?
2: I mean I I would love to 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 go through some of the stuff that she did to to prepare for that national camp, you know what I mean? She said she didn't have a lot of time to prepare, so she could probably put something put something together and I bet you probably three of three of us Pew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm, I'm definitely throwing up and and it's probably like here's the thing. If she gets me to do certain very basic things as a warm up, I'm just completely fucked because as I revealed to you both just moments ago I cannot stop left. Like I can only, <laughs> I can only stop on my right hand side. Like, how is that even a thing? And I can do it like fine. It's good. It's good. It's good Stop. but I can't stop on my left. I like skid and get all, I think it's like in my head or something.
2: Have you ever heard of something like this, Cal? Kind of like, what do I do about that? to God. That's tough, man. I, I think honestly, at, with your, uh, <laughs> at, at your age, that might be difficult to, to change. Also, I don't know why you're stopping, man. You got to keep maintaining your, your ultimate speed at all times. So you should just work on, uh, on tight turns. I think it's a better, uh, better play for you, to be honest.
1: Tight turns. I just cut. yeah. Instead of stopping, just like flip around and look like you're trying to skate backwards. And then, and people are like, "Oh yeah, this is co- pretty good.
2: Yeah. Coaches would hate you because you know, that's a detail. We always, you know, stop on pucks, but whatever, a huge <laughs> flyby. If it keeps yeah. you going in motion, by all means.
0: It's, it <laughs> takes a long time for T-bone to get up to speed. So that's probably a good idea.
1: That's right. That's right. We're, we're, we're working. We're going to Frankenstein together within me, a, a
2: hell, hell of a
1: hockey player. A hell oh, yeah. of a hockey player. <laughs> I don't know I, what just I, happened I, to me there.
2: I got, so I just got one more thing, you know, to kind of tie into Brit's episode. Of course. So, you know, the chirps, we got to talk mm. about the chirps. guys. Oh, okay? yeah. So <laughs> Big that chirps. was, that's pretty, uh, just pretty, I think we all died when we heard, you know, her little, uh, porky pig comment, <laughs> pretty funny, a little bit offside, you know what I mean? But, uh, love it. you, you guys got any chirps? What's oh, your best? Oh
1: man, I got a, oh. I got some doozies, but I got some absolute doozies. The best was, um, was the guy who I guess is a chirp, but like more, I was kind of trying to threaten him. And like, I thought it would like sound funny. And he was kind of like, you know, getting in my way, giving me the business. And so I, I leaned into him and I said, do you want to die tonight? <laughs> and uh, maybe not. I might have made it a little more dramatic there. It's kind of like, do you want to die tonight? <laughs> And he was literally like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Like it's Wednesday, it's Wednesday night. and We're in our mid thirties. And I was like, yeah, that's a good call. Um, we also had this other dude. Actually, this is pretty good. We had a guy, we had a guy we used to play against. He's probably still kicking around, but uh, it was a small, you know, small team league. There's only like maybe six teams. you run into the same teams over and over again. And it was this dude, he was a defenseman. So he'd always be just kind of like standing by our bench. He's a big boy, like not like big, like Jack, just kind of like a big dude. And he must've had long hair. Cause he pulled his hair back into these two very tight, like pigtails on the back of his head. And so me and my buddy, we started calling him twin engines and just getting so, <laughs> just getting so under his skin. He'd be by our bench. and I'd be like, the twin engines are revving up. And I'd be like, <laughs> rum, 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 rum. and he'd be, he'd be looking over. It's like, dude, come on. Like it's my hair. And I was like, ah, fuck twin engines. And, and anyway, nothing ever happened. That team smoked us every time we played them. So, I guess my boy T.E. had the final laugh on that one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's yeah, that's good. good. What about Danny? What's the chirps? Were you a chirper or not? Really? No, I, I,
0: was, I wasn't I was really a chirper. No, I'm still not. I, I, I'm not clever enough to think on my feet like that. I barely can get my breath. So getting words
1: out is a, is a tough one. Love it. Love it. Well, there's always time to improve, except for my stopping. Um, what about Cal? Are you a chirper or no? Did you leave that to... I don't think the man of the year is doing a lot of chirping. No, no, you, had yeah. like, you had like Scroy and you had like uh linger doing the turban for you. I'm thinking
2: I didn't say much. No, that's, that's. I was kind of, I hate to say it or admit it at least at this point, but more, more buddies of some of the guys on the ice, you know, like compete hard, but then at the same time, you know, enjoy, enjoy your time out there. Um, The, I think the best one that ever got thrown to me, and it's not even, it's not even rocket science or anything, but it's just, I was where I think score. touched on it. I, I had, Shot blockers, you know, pretty early in my career because that's one of the, the things that I like to do is, you know, get in front of these slap shots. Moronic, I know, but I, I took a lot of pride <laughs> in doing so. Mm-hmm. And so, I, for whatever reason, I was on the power play, and this is my rookie year in Texas. And the guy that I was up against was like, I think he was a world draft, uh, sorry, world junior, like he was a high draft pick, played world juniors, you know fizzle around in the minors, great hockey career, amazing hockey player. And he looks at me and he, I think he's joking. And he looks at me and he says, does your coach know you're out here on the power play with those things? (laughs) And I just looked at him and I said, are you kidding me? I'm like, of course. Like I was all cocky. Like I should be out here. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, no, no, go back to the bench. He's like, you're not supposed to be out here. I'm sure of it.
0: And I died. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's good. Uh, That's That's too good. good. Yeah. Uh, So
2: so, so I I say that to people now. I said, does your coach know you're out here? and uh (laughs) it gets a laugh gets a laugh
1: that's good that's good yeah you're not tearing anyone down it's a sweet little burn it it gets in their head gets in their heart that's two for two awesome boys well why don't we uh why don't we call her there and uh i guess we can leave a little teaser we have uh we have an absolute unreal guest that we're recording with uh We're recording with tomorrow night and we just can't wait to announce this one. We're going to hold it, keep it in the hopper a little bit, but it's a name uh, and a personality. We think a lot of folks are going to be super excited about. And uh, we got a couple of these coming down the pipe. So some big weeks and some big interviews ahead for the uh, no flamingo hockey family, as always uh, check us out on Instagram at no flamingo. Um, is it no Flamingo or no Flamingo hockey? It's no Flamingo hockey. There you go. Uh, I should probably know that. Uh, not that I'm the one who runs the account, but you know, no. I should probably know that anyway. Um, yeah. Let us know what you want to hear. If you People have been throwing out interview questions, ideas, folks we should go after. We love the engagement. Keep it coming. And uh, we'll be happy to reply. But uh, until next time, we right, have boys. Bye. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs>